Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Trucker's Podcast. Current events, local, global news, and training. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Welcome to the Trucker's Podcast. We'll talk about what happened in Trucker's Stop, and also this weekend marks this unsanctioned fake homecoming of the Western University here well good morning ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show i hope everybody uh had a safe week had a really good week and here we are the first official weekend of fall time summertime is behind us you know i was just thinking about that this morning too you know how fast some you know summertime seems to fly by you know and then i'm thinking you know springtime is six months away summertime is nine months away. <laughs> Why I was thinking that, I have no idea. I mean, I miss summer already. You know, it's my favorite, really my favorite time of year, you know, because it's just so nice and warm out there. Sandals, shorts, t-shirts, going to the beach, going to the cottage, getting out on the boat fishing, you know, all these things. But here we are, um, Coming into fall, of course, all schools um, are back in class, including the post-secondary college universities. And every year around this time, um, pre-pandemic, you know, universities, um, you know, around the country, around all provinces and stuff like that, have their homecoming weekend, you know, for past graduates to come back and get reacquainted with one another, celebrate. And here we are in the midst of the fourth wave of this pandemic here across Canada, here in Southern Ontario and here in the city of London where I reside. This so-called fake homecoming party whether it's gonna happen today or not that's gonna be uh remain to be seen now apparently you know the weather you know even this past week i mean the weather has just been horrible of three days of non-stop rain stormy weather and today started out nice and sunny here in Southern Ontario, but from 12 o'clock on, it's a really good chance that we are going to have rain. Now, hopefully it'll put a damper on this fake homecoming parties. Now, the police, city officials, the Middlesex Health Unit, you know, they're not telling the students, you know, 
you can't have, you know, a good time while you're here going to university is what they're telling you is that gathering in large groups over a hundred people because the city of London here implemented section 22, which states that nobody can have more than 25 people in their homes at any given time or a hundred people outdoors. So we're talking about a street party. We're talking about thousands and thousands of students and I'm not making up this number, ladies and gentlemen. You imagine how many people go to university, right? I'm talking thousands and thousands of people. And then the notorious Brockdale Avenue around the university, they do this every single year. Now, yes, there, there has been reports of some cases of COVID in the universities. We had, we even have reported cases in the uh, public schools, elementary schools of cases of COVID throughout the province, throughout the cities. Now, for the university students, you know, it's your first time Probably, you know, your first time away from home, you want to experience, you want to get the full experience, the full life of what it's like to be away from home, going to university. I get that. I understand that. But to hold a fake homecoming party in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of the fourth wave, really would be irresponsible. You can have small gatherings. They're not stopping you from doing that. Our bars and clubs are, are open, but the rules right now, when it comes to um, non-essential business, like our bars, um, our uh, restaurants, our gyms, our movie theaters, our sporting events, you must show that you are fully vaccinated in order to go to these establishments. So students, you know, I guess, you know, majority of them um, are fully vaccinated. Now, under this, like I said, under the section 22 uh, with a cap on 25 people in the household, a hundred people outdoors would be subject to fines of $750 ranging up to $5,000. And for the host of the parties that have more than 25 people in their households can be up to $10,000 under the section 22. The university here in the city have warned the students that it can even go as far as being expelled or expulsion. If in fact, if you're one of these residents 
holding these large parties. So take it as far as being expelled or expulsion. Now, last spring, ladies and gentlemen, when we had a high count of cases of COVID-19, the university students off campus partying threw our numbers into the triple digits last April. Every single uh, residence on the university um, contracted COVID-19. The university then, it was about the middle of April, the university here in the city, all residents on campus must move out and go home. That was last April. Now, of course, we don't want to see um, students getting COVID, spreading it throughout our community. We don't want to see that again. Having this unsanctioned party would just be irresponsible from these students. You want to be away from home. You want to go to university. You want to go to college. It's time to put on your big boy pants and your big girl pants and act responsibly. Think about your community that you're here. Think about your neighbors and the surrounding communities of the university. That throughout this pandemic, we have been in this province of Ontario, we have been through, through shutdowns, stay at home orders, emergency orders enacted three times. We don't want to see a fourth time. Out in Alberta, they are in a serious crisis, but they're only in a serious crisis because the government of Alberta relaxed all their measures. They lifted all their restrictions and now they are in a crisis. Our Canadian military has offered to, to transport patients to other hospitals across the country in order to, to relieve the pressure on their healthcare, their hospitals in Alberta. We don't want to see that start happening here in Ontario because when we were in a crisis here in Ontario, other um, nurses and doctors came from other provinces and even the specialized trained military personnel who could work in ICUs also came here into Ontario. And that was back in last March and April. We don't want to see that again. One case of COVID mounts to three, nine, 12, 40. It triples, quadruples from one person being infected. You have thousands of thousands of people gathering, breaking the health care, breaking the health orders, 
And it takes one, one person to set off a chain reaction of COVID-19. We don't want it here. If you can't do it responsibly, don't do it at all. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the main topic up here is what happens if transport trucks were to stop. Now, I've been a truck driver for approximately 33 years. 17 years over the road, 16 years city driver. You know, there's a lot of bad drivers out there. And of course, there's a lot of bad truck drivers out there. Not a lot, but there are bad truck drivers out there too. And I see them every day. But the majority of the bad drivers are car drivers. The ignorance to truck drivers on the area roads and highways and the ignorance from shippers and receivers that we encounter from time to time. I don't know if it's the unknown, what they, they don't understand transport trucks, their capabilities, their non-capabilities. We are the largest vehicle on the roadways. Delivering goods across the country to every city, to every business imaginable, so that you and me have things that we need. On a daily trip, when I leave out to head out to the big city of Toronto, I can count all my fingers and toes of how many times that I am cut off from drivers out there. Coming home yesterday, coming down the highway yesterday, back towards London where I reside. Four lanes of traffic. I'm in the right-hand lane. And a vehicle on the side of the road just decides to pull onto the highway. I have nowhere to go. I had to slam my brakes on. I had to pull the spike. I had to smoke the tires. And if I hadn't done it at the time I did, I probably would have slammed into the car for what that vehicle did. It would have been tragic. People don't think. 
whether it was a transport truck coming down the highway and you simply just pull onto the roadway in front of it or another car without even looking would be very tragic. Transport trucks weigh up to 80,000 pounds and even higher depending on the axles and their freight they're carrying. Even the flatbeds carrying earth movers. We don't stop like cars, ladies and gentlemen. We can't stop like cars. At highway speed, a transport truck needs a football field and a half to come to a safe stop. At 60 miles an hour, a football field and a half to come to a safe stop. Now, throughout the years, you know, truckers out there, you know, were saying, you know, one day, you know, we should just stop. We should just stop to send a message. Because the way we're treated out there. There are a lot of professional drivers compared to bad truck drivers out there. Over 90% are professional. When the trucks stop, it's over. You see, ladies and gentlemen, truckers are the very spine, the very backbone of the economy. If truck stops, we could cripple the economy in a matter of days. I guarantee that most ordinary folks have no idea that if trucks stop rolling within a short period of time, nearly all of us would be in a life-threatening situation from major delivery shortages. 70% of all freight that is moved is done by truck. You, we depend on that stuff for our survival. A major disruption in the truck travel immediately would impact seven major industries and would bring the economy to its knees within days and just parts, just in time, manufacturing, zero inventory, and the fact that our modern way of life is entirely dependent upon unimpeded distribution chains now this one individual tells this little story here the other day we had to take the long drive into the city 
And while on the freeway, his mother-in-law commented on how there were so many trucks. I mean, a lot of trucks, 18 wheelers on the road. And she was right. They were with us the entire way, an endless parade. The lifeblood of the system that keeps most of us alive. I pointed out that what we were looking at is the same as the blood vessels in our bodies carrying the, nour the nourishment, goods and supplies, which enable the existence of us. This authorization along the trip reinforces realization of our dependence on others and systems which are mostly or entirely out of our control. The truckers keep us alive, literally. Knowing that this is the case, it might motivate you to prepare for system disruptions, whatever the root of cause so that you are not left out in the cold if it ever happens. Severely impacted from truck stoppage, the food industry. Severe shortages within 72 hours, especially of perishable items. Panic will make shortages worse panic shopping. When the word gets out there, the trucks aren't coming. Never mind the shortage in 72 hours. It'll probably be faster than that because people will panic shop. Healthcare. Many hospitals operate on just-in-time delivery for medications and supplies. Hospitals and nursing home food would run out in 24 hours. Transportation, well, we all rely on our transportation, right? We got a car in our driveway. That's your freedom to jump in the car and go wherever you want. Gas stations, fuel will run out within 20 four to 48 hours. An average gas station requires deliveries every 2.4 days. The fuel shortage will, will ripple to all automobiles and vehicles, which will no longer be able to transport people to work, police, fire, rescue, mail package deliveries, garbage pickup, public transit, Airlines and air cargo will be grounded to the lack of supplies. Rail lines will halt due to non-delivery of the first and last mile. Waste removal. Within days, you'll be buried in garbage, presenting an enormous health hazard. Imagine that. You know what happens when the garbage guys go on strike? Garbage gets piled up. 
Well, just imagine if they're not coming, period. How worse it'll get. The retail sector. Like your clothing stores. Electronics. Toy stores. Shoe stores. All your retail sectors. Most retailers rely on just-in-time deliveries of their products to keep inventories low. Consumer behavior during emergencies triple the the inventory turnover, speeding up the already bad situation. Panic shopping. You know, the first thing that's going to fly off the shelf. The first thing that will fly off the shelves in a panic shop will be toilet paper. Manufacturing. Nearly 100% of manufacturing have switched over to just-in-time process in order to optimize efficiency and profits. Manufacturing would shut down within hours. The automotive plants would come to a standstill, losing millions every hour. Your banking and finance, well, how do you think the money, you know, you know, money is not just, you know, it's not in the air, ladies and gentlemen, you just pull it from the air and it was like that. Oh, I got a bank account. I got money in my bank account. Oh, I'll just go to the bank. ATMs and bank cash will run dry very quickly. Businesses will lose access to cash, bank branches will shut down. There'll be no money in the ATMs. You won't be able to get money from the teller. The impact timeline if trucks stopped rolling, like I said, in the first 24 hours, ladies and gentlemen, delivery of medical supplies to the affected areas will cease. Again, hospitals will run out of basic supplies such as syringes and uh, uh, and other supplies within hours. Service stations will begin to run out of fuel. Manufacturers using just-in-time manufacturing will develop component shortages. The mail and other packages deliveries will cease. This is basically sort of like a recap within the within 48 hours, ladies and gentlemen, food shortages will begin to develop. And worsen even faster because of panic shopping. Within the 72 hours, food shortages will escalate, especially in the face of hoarding and consumer panic, like I said. Supplies of essentials, such as bottled water, powdered milk, and canned meat at major retailers will disappear. All your banks, ATMs will run out of cash. 
They won't be able to process transactions. This is 72 hours. Service stations will completely run out of fuel for autos and trucks. Garbage will start piling up in urban and suburban areas. Container ships will sit idle in ports and rail transports will be disrupted, eventually coming to a standstill. That's 72 hours. Within a week, automobile travel will cease. You'll be able to get to work. Buses, many people are not able to go to work, shop for groceries, or access medical care. Hospitals will begin to exhaust oxygen supplies. Within two weeks, the nation's clean water supply will begin to run dry. Oh, we forget about those things, right? Our safe water drinking. Within four weeks, it will, it will exhaust its clean water supply and water won't be safe for drinking only if you have to boil it. So you have the water boiling in effect. Sounds pretty scary, right? I don't know why people get so upset with trucks on the road. I don't know why I see some people when you get to to do to, to the place, you know, business that we're delivering to, and you would think that you know some of the shipper receivers out there who are just ignorant to drivers, you should be thanking us for even showing up at all. Oh, I'm sorry that you have to work today. That you actually have to do something. See what shipper, what some shipper and receivers do out there, ladies and gentlemen. They think that they have the right to detain a driver. They think they have the right to make you wait because you're late. See, that's happened to me from time to time. We get behind for reasons. Not because we feel like being late. Could be weather, could be traffic, could be a breakdown, could be an accident. And then you get to your destination late and the shipper or receiver says to you, well, you're late, I'm gonna make you wait. They're, they're just an employee of the company. They're, they're, they don't have the authority to do such a thing. And then we get pissed off because, you know, for the time it took us to get there for whatever reasons it may be, then we call our dispatch, get the dispatch involved. 
And then all of a sudden the freight is coming off the truck. Car drivers out there, the ignorance, I don't understand what the deal is. When the trucks rolling down our city streets, rolling down our highways. Yes, we're big, we're 72 feet long. Weighing 80,000 pounds or more. And somehow we're in your way. And somehow you think it's okay to cut us off. Flip us off. Tell us to F off. But you go on your merry way to go do your shopping. Well, how in the hell did this shit get to your stores? I got there by truck. This story back here that I was reading, the woman says to her son-in-law, well, stuff should just come by train. Well, stuff do, does come by train, planes, ships. But how is it going to get to your retail store? How's it going to get to your gas station? How's it going to get to the manufacturers? The train going to drive down the street? The ship going to go across the land? Is an airplane going to land in, in the parking lot of Costco? No. It's going to go on a truck and it's going to get delivered. You know, they show some examples here, you know, um, you know, it, it is, you think about it. I mean, you think about it, it is, um, it's pretty, it's pretty scary to think if, if, you know, one day all of us truckers got, got together and just said we had enough. Even one day would have an impact. 24 hours would have an impact. Right? The first 24 hours. Delivery of medical supplies to affected areas will cease. Hospitals would run out of basic, basic supplies. Service stations will begin to run out of fuel. Manufacturers using just-in-time manufacturing will develop component shortages. Other mail and other packages will cease. That's the first 24 hours. You know, Ladies and gentlemen, respect goes a long ways. And like I said, you know, 
there are bad truck drivers out there. I see them too. You know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I mean, how do they even get a driver's license to drive a transport truck to begin with? But there are more cars on the roadway than there are transport trucks. Yes, there is a shortage of drivers in the industry, and that shortage of driving is growing. As people are retiring out of the industry, and then companies able to, you know, put another driver in that seat. You know, here in Ontario, where I reside, it is mandatory now that anybody who wants a CDL license has to go to an accredited truck driving school. Government doesn't pay for that. You either have the money in your bank account or you, you know, hopefully you can get a loan and it costs anywhere from eight to $10,000. And now just to, to just to, to let you know, you know, all the new transport trucks coming out today all have built-in cameras. That is recording continuously while the truck is going down the roadway. Because when a car and a truck collide. First thing that people think that is the truck driver's fault. Sometimes it is. Majority of the time it's not. A lot of new trucks have a lot of new things built in for safety. But still, there's a driver behind that wheel. There's a driver behind that wheel driving that truck down the roadway weighing nearly up to 80,000 pounds. And even if that truck, that trailer has no freight on it, the truck and trailer weighs 32,000 pounds empty. I don't think you want to get hit by 32,000 pounds. Never mind 75,000 pounds. Yes, we have a lot of brakes on that truck. We have 10 sets of brakes on an 18 wheeler. Doesn't mean we can stop like a car. I see, like I said, I see a lot of bad drivers out there. There's a lot of bad drivers. 
that we face every single day. You know, when you're driving at highway speed, your risk of having an accident increases. And for the idiots that you and myself see every single day on our roadways. And plenty of them. They're causing the accidents out there. And you and me are trying to get to our destinations where we're going safely. You see them every single day when you pull out of your driveway on your way to work, on the way to the grocery store, on the way to your doctor's appointments. People think that our roadways are racetracks. That intersections controlled by a light doesn't apply to them. Stop signs don't apply to them. Pedestrians don't apply to them. Cyclists don't apply to them. Rules of the road don't apply to them. And the ignorance and the irresponsibility of a lot of drivers out there. So remember, you're going to see a transport every single day. Yes, we're big and we're not in your way. We have a job to do to make sure that you and me and manufacturers and hospitals, the whole being of our economy keeps moving. Educate yourself on transport trucks, their capabilities and their non-capabilities. Try to understand a transport truck. Imagine what it takes to, to drive that truck, to maneuver that truck. The skill set, the mindset. We go to difficult places. We go, we make difficult turns. Whether it's a left-hand turn or a right-hand turn. Coming from a four-lane road or two-lane road. You know, turning onto these small roadways in order to get down these roads to where all these businesses are. It takes a lot of skill. It takes a lot of know-how. So remember, ladies and gentlemen... 
Maybe that truck is coming to your business. So that you stay employed. But people don't think about that. They don't give a shit about that. You think about what I just said. You think about what happens if the trucks stop. Catastrophic events will take place within the first 24 hours. A lot of car drivers out there need to grow up. They need to put their big boy pants on when they go in their car and start driving. Take responsibility. Be responsible. Show respect, not just to truck drivers, but to other motorists on the roadway. One trucking accident costs millions. It also takes lives. Whether or not the truck driver is at fault or not. Show respect out there, ladies and gentlemen, to the truckers, the knights of the roadway. We're not the king of the road. We're the knights of the road. Your knight in shining, shining armor. Your lifeline. That's who we are. Thank a trucker for the job that they do. Man or women. Because, by the way, there are women in the trucking industry. And there are women who are driving those transport trucks down the roadway. Thank a trucker. Respect goes a long ways. Attitudes need to change. For a lot of people. When it comes to trucks. And I'm just looking out my window now. I live right behind the grocery store. And there's a transport truck pulling in. To make the, the deliveries and they come here consistently all day supplying this super store behind me and there's a gas station just on the other side of it that the fuel trucks pull in to put the the, the gas in the tanks in the ground so you can pump the gas into your car. 
it's pretty amazing how this whole system works to the transport industry. What it takes to move trucks. The people, the people who work behind the scenes, the people who work, uh, the load brokers, the dispatchers, the mechanics to keep the, the trucks rolling. And as freight moves all over the world from, from air, from sea, from rail, to trucks. We are the last ones that you're going to see. We don't want, you know, what we want, ladies and gentlemen, is respect. Because we want is what we want. We appreciate the thank yous. We appreciate the pat on the backs. But respect goes a long way. You think about that. You think about what I just said. I know a majority of you people out there understand the importance of transportation. For those that don't, educate yourself. Educate yourself why, why we need trucks. Because we're not going anywhere. We can't go anywhere. We're here. We're here to make sure everything runs smoothly as possible as it can because, you know, every single day is different. Just on time freight? Well, it's not always on time. Majority of it is, but not all the time. Because there's always something. There's always something happening out there. Always. And like I said, whether it's weather, whether it's an accident, whether it's traffic, whether it's a breakdown, something is always happening. So take care around transport trucks. Respect that vehicle because it is bigger than you. It weighs a hell of a lot more than you and your car does. Stay back as far as possible. Stay ahead of it as far as possible. Give it the room that it needs. And we'll all have a better day and a better week.
of talking about the bad drivers out there and the ignorance that you have for trucks. Because it'll be a grave loss for your family because of your ignorance. Because that accident between the car and the truck never ends well for the car. You think about that. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me this Saturday morning. Here, September the 25th. Already September. Oh, my God. And, of course, here in the city of London, to all you university students across Ontario, this is not homecoming. They call it their fake homecoming. You're going to gather with your friends. Do it responsibly. Do it within the limits that you're allowed to do it. Take care and be safe out there, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug from London, Ontario, Canada. Enjoy your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. And I will be back out again tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Hope you can join me then. Until then, until we meet again, be safe, behave, give your loved ones a hug, tell them you love them, take care.